and boom. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, tonight is the night. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Blaze the Lion podcast. I am your host, Blaze, Blaze the Lion. Tonight's special guest. Whoo, where should I start? Man, um, entrepreneur, <laughs> uh, real estate investor, author, motivational speaker, exotic car collector. I mean, <laughs> um, hustler, true story of from something, from nothing to something. Go getter. Um, just wow, man. Um, it, it's truly an honor to have this person on my podcast. I feel like I'm gonna blow up just from the advertising of this person. It's a wrap. 2021 is mine, man. Um, none other than celebrity superstar, Coach Mark Todd. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. I, I was wondering who who are you talking about? <laughs> but thank you. I, I appreciate the kind words. Thank you. Man, man. Welcome to the pod, man. So um I gave my my little intro, but feel free to tell the people exactly who you are. I'm just Coach Mark, you know. Um I, I do a lot of different things. I, I'm an investor, business owner. Um, I try to encourage and motivate people, you know, just just a just a man living his life, you know. Mm. Mm. You Your see father. the humility right there, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So, man, we I've I've seen the growth, and I haven't even seen everything, but I feel like um, though I was I was a little bit younger. Um, I've seen some of your your journey, man. Um, the the transition from Pembroke Pines, Cooper City, to Tallahassee, to to Georgia, and it's like, man, every every new season is like newer level, next level, next level. You know, like no matter what the the odds are, I've, I felt like you've always had something in your pocket man like give us an example man of of just where that came from that determination that that drive man of of just of just making um something out of nothing man you know i i think um that's a really good question i know that a large part of it comes from um, just growing up, you know, me and my middle brother, we were just so competitive. Mm. We were competitive with everything. And and I think that that is a large, and I've never ever really talked with him about this, or not that much if, if we have, but um, a large part of it is just the fact that we are just both extremely competitive. And it's like, when we take on something, we got to win. We mm. got to win. You know, we used to play um, basketball with each other. And um, or whatever sports we, because we played something every single day, or even if it was video games, it was like we had to win. And if one of us lose, we would we had to get a rematch, or we were gonna fight the other person, you know. And <laughs> um, 
I just, I just feel like, you know, um, that's a large part of who I am. It's just like, whatever I do, I have to win. I have to be successful at it, you know? Mm. And also just realizing that, you know, this life that we live, we're only here on this planet for, if we're lucky, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, maybe 90 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just feel that, that, that any one of us could have anything that we want. And I'm the type of person that I just don't want to sit online on Instagram and look at people um, living their, their greatest life, you know, driving nice cars, being in the lights. I feel like I should be able to have that too, you mm-hmm. know? And, and what I've come to realize is that if I'm willing to put the work in, then I can have all of those things too. Because what I don't want is for me to get to the end of my days at 80 years old or 90 years old and think about, you know, all the things that I wish I could have had. I want, I want when it, when that time comes for me to be like, man, I've lived life. I lived life. I'm ready for for what's next. Whatever is next, whatever that is, I'm ready for that. Mm. So you spoke about your middle brother. (laughs) What about your youngest brother? Hey, (laughs) how did I get here? (laughs) I teleported. (laughs) You know, um, I am what, seven years older than you? Yeah, so that makes you what thirty, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So I, you know, I think that I think that he he was fortunate to have seen me and Greg compete so much. You know, we didn't necessarily like I wasn't in competition with Brett because he was you know seven years younger than 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 us. But I think that uh, a large part of his drive came from seeing us compete and then and then you know to be honest with you brandon was probably the 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 when it came to sports and whatnot he was the more natural um out of all of us you know what i'm saying he was probably the best out of all of us because he had the opportunity to um what's up greg i see greg just made a comment. <laughs> greg what's good <laughs> you know he, he he had the opportunity for like two older brothers to to help him along you know Mm. And um, yeah. yeah so. Mark, honestly, bro, like, it's because of you two that shaped me, right? Like, I saw like you and Greg going after each other, like, two polar opposites. But man, you really paved the way for us, you know, in in so many ways because you're the first child. So we <laughs> saw what you did right, and we saw what you did wrong, right? And, yeah. and then I was like, this is the path I want to go. But I'll be honest with you, I got into basketball because of you. Mm. Um, I don't think you ever known that, man. But yeah, when you used to play at Cooper City and um, I think it was like Optimus, right? Because back then, um, Premier Pines didn't have an Optimus League in the summer, but you played. And right. I remember you like leading your team. You had a bunch of scrubs on your team. Like, let's just call it what it is. But not only that, man, like what I saw is that you made everybody around you better. And so I took notes. Remember, I'm younger than you, right? So I'm like, okay. And at this time, I'm maybe like 10, right? Because, yeah, he was seven. So maybe, maybe nine years old. And then I saw Greg. Greg played as well. He played at Pines Middle School. Um, and Greg was just tenacious. You know, like he's like, you know, he considers himself the underdog. But I always looked at him as like, man, like you're a fighter. So between you being a leader, right, and you being kind of the pioneer of just like doing everything first with the Todd boys, Greg being um, – one. I took notes from you guys. So yeah. I feel like I was natural. Like I learned so much from you, not only the physical aspect, because when I told you guys, you guys would body me, but the mental, 
you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, really and truly, it's because of you guys why I got into sports so much. I remember you played baseball first, but the Brewers, I remember all that. I was young, but, man, I, I'm going to tell you, from the beginning, I, you, I knew exactly what to do. Like, you literally paved the way for me, man. So, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, to those on Instagram who have no idea what the hell is going on, uh, we got two, two of the brothers right now. We got Coach Mark and we got Brandon Todd, all right? So, that's going on on Facebook right now. Um, yeah, but I started playing baseball because of y'all. The Cubs. I remember. I, I followed y'all. I was like, well, I'm the fourth brother, you know, like unofficially. Yeah. So they playing baseball, you know, might as well. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, and that, it was, that was such a hard thing because when we, you know, we we lived in Miami um, close to uh, where like Pro Player Stadium was up until um, I was in second grade. Um, I think Brown was... You were what? Um, maybe like, you were like one or two. Years. I was I was little man. I was yeah, like a little kid. Three, yeah. So when we moved to Pembroke Pines, I was I started the third grade, and I had never ever seen. I'd never ever played baseball before. There was an Optimus right behind our house, and um, I had never played baseball before. I'd only seen baseball on TV one time. The only team that I knew was Atlanta Braves because that came on on TBS. And that was one of the channels that we had on cable at the time. So I'd never even seen baseball. And I remember like my, my parents signing us up because the Optimus was right around the corner from us. And I remember they put me up to the plate and this guy's just throwing the ball at me. And I'm like, <laughs> what was going on? I was so like, I don't even think that it was like my second year before I even got my first hit. You know what I'm saying? And that was such a rough thing because it was like, you don't know. It took me about two or three years to really kind of learn. And then I'm the scrub on the team. I'm the guy that, like, when he goes up to bat, everybody's just hoping that I either get a walk or I get hit by the ball so I can get on base. Uh, there was, like, no chance I was going to get a, a, a hit. I think in, like, my last game in my second season, I hit, like, a foul ball to, like, the outfield. And I was I, – I, it felt like I hit a home run. It was a foul ball, you know? <laughs> But from that age, I just knew that, you know what, man, I don't want to be sorry in anything that I do. And and mm-hmm. I just gotta like work hard to get to get good at it, you know, because I don't, you know, I don't necessarily believe in like when people say like God given talents or whatever. I, I I feel like everybody that's great, um, I think that like for, for athletes, there's some athletes that have a certain build, and because of that build, it makes them more um predisposed to being successful in that sport. But mm-hmm. I think that everybody that's great, they had to work at it. You know, I've watched so many documentaries and read so many books on athletes and all sorts of players. And everybody that I know that's great, Michael Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, all these people, they, they had to work their ass off, you know? And yeah, that's it. That's so true. I man. think people use the cop out like, oh, he was, he was born with that talent or whatever, because it, 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 it almost excuses you. Well, because you weren't born that way, you weren't born six five or six six that's your excuse but i don't really believe in excuses you know what i'm saying no. mm-hmm. i feel that anybody can be great at anything you just have to make up your mind that that's what you're going to do and you got to want it bad enough i'm gonna leave in a little bit but i have to say this man because it's funny how this brings up you know memories from the past if you think about it mark you were the first right to play basketball baseball in our family right dad played tennis and maybe cricket like whatever jamaican sports they were playing, right? But there was no basketball, no traditional sports. So you were the first one to take the chance to say, hey, I'm going to try and learn it. And yeah, 
you might not have been great. You know, maybe your confidence wasn't as high as it should be because you were it's unfamiliar territory. But you got to a point where you were good. And guess what? Greg saw that. And then yeah. I saw that. So when you're saying I was the most natural talent, I think we all come from like athletic pedigree, right? Like Blaze, like all of us, right? We have some type of athlete. But to you, to what you just said, like kind of to, you know, piggyback off your point is that you have to harness that ability to get to the next level. Yeah. Like you could be talented in something, but there's going to be a thousand other people that are going to be better than you because they outworked you. You know, I think that's a, a, a crucial point that you just made. And I just realized that, like, man, like, yeah, maybe, okay, you didn't work familiar with the sport, but you did it. Greg tried, and he was tenacious. I just remember him, like, working hard. And then I knew I was like, okay, yeah, I have the athletic ability, but, like, to get to the next level, I have to work twice as hard. You know, but it's just so interesting you bring it up because now I realize, like, why did I even get to basketball or baseball? It was because of you. You were the first family to start it, and it just kind of trickled down to all of us, man. So, mm. Dude, that's crazy, man. That's awesome, man. Before Brandon leaves, I just want to say something. I just want to say, like, how proud I am of both of my brothers because maybe they learned a lot from me by, by watching me or whatever. But, um, you know, it's so amazing to me that, like, each one of us is, is just so successful. You, generally, like, you got, like, three or four brothers or three or four people in the family. Like, somebody going to be strung out. Somebody's going <laughs> <laughs> to whatever and, and honestly when i look at and i think that like i've achieved a lot of success but like really um you know when i look at my brother like i'm the black sheep out of all of us i'm the one that you know what i'm saying and i'm just so proud and i can't sit here and say that like oh i was a big brother and i was coming home during college and schooling them and giving them game nah they kind of learned it you know they might have watched a little bit from me but each one of us have been successful in our own right yeah. And it wasn't like, it wasn't that I put Brandon on or I put Greg on. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all just did our own things. We yeah. never ever worked together. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all independently did our, now me and Greg are working together and we're doing something and, and we're, we're create, doing some amazing things and whatnot. But I can't sit here and say like, oh yeah, I put Greg on or I put Brandon on or whatever. You know, like we all just kind of went out on our own paths. And 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 really, you know, and really crushed it. Really did some great things. You know, I mean, it's gotta be a metaphor for life. It's like you can, <laughs> and, you know, you can do everything, but like the old saying goes, right? The old mantra: actions speak louder than words. So right. you can tell me what to do, but I saw what you did, and that's how yeah. I learned. I saw what Greg did, and that's how I learned. Yeah. Right. So there's there's no um, just better example than just acting it out and and, and yeah. doing it. Rather than saying and speaking and telling me all this, it's I just saw it and I just knew, okay. And you know what? Yeah, there's some mistakes that you made in life, but you had a lot of great successes, you know, and you learned from them, you know. So that's what I was able to. So I'm forever indebted and grateful to you and Greg, you know. And Blake, and I'll get off now, man, but you're the fourth brother for real, dude, because remember, you're a little bit older than me and you were so crucial in my life, eh, you know, by about a year or so, you know. I love it, love it. Man, there's a pivotal time in my life. 24? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me do the math. Are you 30? Right. Uh, uh, you 24? Yeah, I'm about 21. Yeah, about, that's about right. I'm 21. But anyways, that could be for another day. But Mark, I just wanted to come on, man, and, you know, just say thank you for showing me the example from when I was young. I'm so proud of what you've done and what you're doing and what mm -hmm. you're going to continue to do in the future. That's what I'm most excited about, man. So 
Y'all, enjoy my big brother, Mark. I love him to death. Greg, I see you, bro. And uh, peace and love to y'all, man. Peace, Thank peace. You. Where? Yes, yes. So I had to throw that in. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, was a surprise. that was a surprise. But that was good, though, man. I'm glad you put him on. Bet, 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 bet. So now let's get into specifics. All right, people, grab your notepads. All right? You about to dive in. We getting into specifics. Story time. All right? I love stories, and I know a lot of you love stories as well. And these are real-life stories. These are not made-up stories for TV. This is not reality TV. This is not scripted. This is real-life stories. Um, and you have so many. <laughs> so I don't even know where you want to start. You have so many. From recently, I've seen you turn an idea into and even from, from, I mean, like back in the, uh, like in your um, 20s. Why am I echoing again? Sorry. Yeah. So, man, all right. Let's, let's start with the beginning. First business venture. Um, the first business venture, you know, me and uh, I'd say the first, first business venture is like me and um, my middle brother, Greg. We used okay. to go out and um, we, we used to get these Boy Scout magazines. And in the back of the Boy Scout magazines, we would, um, there would be like this thing where if you go out and you sell some gift cards and gift wrapping paper, if you sold, you get collected points. And mm. from those points, you could get like, you can collect prizes. So that's like the first uh, move into business that we did. You know, we would walk around the neighborhood and sell gift wrapping paper. We were probably like 11 or 12. But I'd probably say my first real business was um, when I, the first year that I went away to college, when I came home that summer, I don't even know how I figured out how to do this. But what I would do is I would buy, I had people in Jamaica that were, um, that were looking for like, I got an uncle that had a rental car agency and he okay. couldn't find certain um, parts for the cars. So I would find the parts and then and then uh, add a little fee to it and then ship him the parts. So that was probably, I remember my first set of money that I bought, I went and bought a fax machine for like $200, which $200 was a lot of money. That was like, you had to work full time for a week for, uh, for $200. But I remember mm -hmm. like, Cause all the at that time we there was no internet or anything like that. So mm -hmm. cause it was like ninety three, and um and there, the internet existed, but people weren't really using it. it was, but yeah, um, yeah. So you had to have a like to be considered a real business. You had to have a fax machine. And I remember <laughs> I saved up two hundred dollars and went to Brandsmart and bought me a fax machine. You know, so mm -hmm. that was really my first business. Uh, my first real business. I I would buy like cell uh, cell phone. Like at that time, you had the Motorola brick phones. Yeah. So I, I would go to the flea market and get the brick phones, and then send them to Jamaica. One time for the flea. Yeah, man. One eighty third Street flea market, man. Woo! Love that place. Hmm. Love that place. So that was probably my first business. Um, okay. You know, and then throughout college, I had all kinds of. I would. Um, I would I, I DJed. Um, I was a, a reggae DJ, so I had my own sound system. And I, mm -hmm. um, me and my cousin, we bought all kinds of equipment. So we would we would uh, rent it out, rent equipment out to people. We would DJ. Then mm -hmm. right before I was about to graduate college, I ended up starting up a nightclub. 
because we were looking for venues to, to DJ at because I was in Tallahassee. I went to FAMU. And okay. we couldn't really find any venues, you know. And I was like, man, let's start up our own club. And then me and my partner at the time, we went, found a building, negotiated a deal with the landlord. We had no idea what we're doing. But See, we ended up in a nightclub. Look at that. Mm -hmm. Folks think that you have to have everything planned out, wow. that you have to have so much money, that you have to have all your ducks in a row for you to start your own business. Like, no, you just have to have creativity, you know? You have to have, and you got to have patience and you got to have determination that you're going to, that you're going to um, succeed at it. And those mm -hmm. are the only things, like, to be honest with you, Almost every business that I started out with money never ever really did as good as the ones that started out without a lot of money. You Look know? At that. Yeah. So a lot of people, you're right. A lot of people think that, oh, you need all this money. You don't need a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't need, because a lot of times, if you have a whole lot of money, what's going to end up happening is that you're just going to spend it. When you mm -hmm. don't have a lot of money and you don't have that many resources, then now it, it causes you to, to think a little bit harder. And then to be a little bit more creative, and then you'll find the resources that you need at the right time. You know, I had yeah. I get people that come to me all the time with all these business ideas, and maybe they want a loan or something like that, and they're coming to the wrong person. I'll, I'll probably never give anybody money for a loan because that it's the wrong thing to do. You know, it's not because I'm being cheap; it's because you got to figure this out. Because if someone just gave you, just think about it: if if we wanted to start something, right? Like let's say even you right you're in music if somebody when you first got into music if someone gave you a million dollars to start your label you would have you probably would have blown it look at how I much i have known what i was, what the hell i was doing yeah you would have went to the you probably would have went to the strip club blew a whole one you back know then, yes yeah <laughs> you would have went and bought you a lamp because you, you you're seeing what these rappers are doing so you you feel like this is what you got to do too but you don't really see the the background work you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you gotta, you gotta learn these things and you just have to have patience, you know? Yeah. So I, I really, I hardly ever try to start a business with money. Now I just go in and I just try to learn as much as I can from people that have already been successful and not just what they're showing on Instagram because all they're doing on Instagram and Facebook is they're showing us the highlights, you know, what I'm saying? Showing the highlights of it. We don't see that like they're up to, three in the morning, four in the morning, really putting in this work or getting up early at five or six in the morning, putting in this work. We don't, nobody don't ever show us that part of it. You know what I'm saying? They so never like way, way after. Right, 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 right. So. Yeah, very true. So with, with that being said, how has the experience from your first business venture or your first few business ventures, how did that set you up? for some of your more recent business ventures? I think that, you know, there was a stage of my life that I probably, like all people that are young, 21, 22, 23, 24, you think that you know it all. And then mm -hmm. that, that first experience of having a nightclub was so humbling because like one of the things that I did, I call it doing the math, right? Okay. And I think to myself, okay, man, I remember just even thinking about it like, Man, if we get 500 people a night to come to our club that pay us $5 a piece, right? That's 2,500 a night times four nights a week. That's 10,000 a week. 
times four um, weeks in the month. That's forty thousand a month times ten weeks. Twelve. I mean, twelve months in a year. That's four hundred and eighty thousand. We gonna be millionaires. We gotta. <laughs> And you realize that it just, it never, ever works like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, you know, we did the club for about a year, year and a half. And I remember just like one day, I remember saying to myself, it was like, come close to the end. I was broke. My car got repoed. Mm. Didn't have money for rent. We actually skipped one month's rent. One day I'm going to send it. And the landlord never, ever said anything to, I guess the landlord wasn't keeping up. And, um, uh, and I really thought that she was going to come and evict us, you know, um, but we just did not have the money. And I mean, it, it had gotten so rough that they were like nights that we would, we would, uh, you know, we're expecting to make some money on this particular, on a night and we would make like 10 bucks, 10 bucks. For the night. And it's three of us. Cause it's me and my partner. And then we took in a, a little, a dude that was a little younger than us, um, because he didn't have anywhere to live. And we just like, okay, you could live with us on the floor at our apartment and, uh -huh. um, and, and you could, but you got to clean up the club. Cause I hated cleaning, you know? And so we, we just, we allowed him to come in and uh, as long as he would clean. So that's like five bucks. So we would make $10. We would give $5 to the DJ cause the, you know, there was nobody there, but we got to get the DJ something. So we would give him $5 for gas at least. So wow. it was five dollars left for three grown men to eat off of. So I would remember, like, we would leave there and we would um, <laughs> we would go to the to the grocery stores, a twenty four hour grocery store. Shout out to Win Dixie. I'm gonna send y'all a check one day because I owe y'all a few dollars. <laughs> <laughs> we would go in there and like, so all the small stuff we would steal, and then all the big stuff we would just have to pay for it. So we would buy like um, the, the Winn-Dixie check soda for 69 cents or 49 cents. We couldn't mm -hmm. steal that. We would pay for that with the $5. The, um, the A loaf of bread was like 49 cents back then. This is like back in the 90s, in the mid 90s, you know, uh, mid to late 90s. You know, we would buy like a loaf of bread for 49 cents and maybe something else. And then like the little small stuff, like some M&Ms, we would steal. That was our dessert, you know, um, some Kool-Aid packets, you know, we would steal that. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, so that experience was really humbling. Cause I, th that was the first time that I realized that I didn't know everything that I thought that I knew. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was, it was so humbling because it's like, man, you're back at zero. I just graduated from college. I was not about to go get a job and I was not going to go live with my parents. I would probably have went and lived in my, in, I didn't even have a car cause my car got repoed. I would have probably, I don't know what I would have did. I probably would have went to a homeless shelter or something before uh, I decided to move back in with my parents. Cause I know my parents were going to give it to me. If, <laughs> if, um, if Caribbean I, parents, that's oh, it. God, the worst, you know, um, <laughs> the worst and the best, but the yeah, worst, yeah, yeah. you know? So, you know, I just had to figure it out, you know? And, and after that, I remember one night, I was like, man, if nobody comes to the club tonight, I'm done. It's over. Nobody came. <laughs> and I was, I was just like, yo, it's over. It's done. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I just had a child. Mm -hmm. I was being put on child support. And I, I just literally didn't have no money. I was not calling my parents and asking them for any money. I just had to hustle. You know, I, I had to. Um, and I, had, I, just, I just got a college degree. You know, but I was not going to get a job, like a traditional job. 
I just wasn't going to do that. And I just hustled, man. I, you know, I learned how to do graphic design because I couldn't afford to pay anyone to do my own design. So I had to learn it on my own. So I would do that for people. Like God, I had a CD burner at the time and like not a lot of people. So like, yo, if you wanted to like a bootleg copy of the new Biggie or the new Jay-Z, you bring like two Whoppers, bro. And I'm, I'm duplicating anything. <laughs> it was crazy. I was, I was, you know, I was uh, working at one of my old competitors who had a nightclub. I would go and work at his club at nights and clean up the bathrooms and, I just did whatever I had to do till I till I started making some money. Mm. So wow. I, I learned a lot. So even though that that was such a rough experience for me, I really learned a lot, and um and that really set. I needed that to set mm. me up for all the things that I would do in the future. Mm. You know, and then and then being broke. I mean, being like dead broke and you really have no one to, to call on, no one to help you out. It gives you if, if I, I think I had good work ethic before that. But but after that, my work ethic, because once I started making money, I was like, yo, never broke again. NBA, never, never broke again, you know. And yeah. I mean, I would I would rather to die on the battlefield than to be broke again. Hmm. Hmm. That drive. Yeah. Determination. Yeah. 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 And, and it's probably led to the destruction of most of the relationships that I had, you know, in my 30s, in my late 20s and 30s, because all the women would be like, man, you work so hard. And I would get me. I was like, man, you don't know what I've been through. I'm going to yeah. always work hard. If it's between me making this bread and you. Peace. <laughs> and I, I meant that. You know what I'm saying? Like people say that, but I meant that. And they probably thought I was saying that. But soon enough, they found out that I meant that there was I was there was no one getting in the way between me and making my money, you know, in the in the 2000s, you know, um, nobody, no, no one, no one, because I never, ever wanted to go back to where mm -hmm. I was before, like scrounging up enough money to buy a 99 cent Whopper. Like, nah, I was never going back there again. Yeah. Hooker Crook. Many Many people, um, and I've, I've dealt with this in the past, and maybe I currently deal with it and never see it, where ladies will say, yeah, how they want a, a man who's a hustler, who goes hard for his money, and you know, blah, 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 and then they start hanging out with you, and it's like, why are you always on your phone? Why are you always working? Why you always gotta? And it's like, listen, there's no plan B. There's right. nobody waiting in the wing. Like, okay, well, if you fail, then I got like, nah. Because then, it, the minute you stop making money, then 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 they're not gonna be interested in you anyway. Right. You, know, you you always have to secure your money. You you know you you always have to. I don't care what anybody says because you know you can be with the love of your life, but if money ain't right. Y'all struggling to pay that rent. The Arguments. Cut off, you can't, and then especially in this day and age where like, you know, they're all looking on Instagram and seeing, oh, the girl that she just got flowers from her. Are they going on this trip? And you can't do all of that. It ain't going to work anyway. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let me, I'll be happy with my couple dollars <laughs> you know, <laughs> in, a, in an unhappy relationship. You know, that's, that's just the way I see it. You know? so. Yeah. 
Yeah. You got you have to always but I mean the key is really to find somebody that's on the same program as you, you know? Yeah. Because, um you, you they'll understand you, they'll understand where you're and they're gonna push and motivate you to, you know, that's the biggest mistake that I see a lot of people that have a lot of potential do is they get with the wrong person and whether it's the guy or the woman, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um mm-hmm. we're not gonna bash just the women, but if you get with the wrong person. And 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 they are there, and and you want to go out there and hustle and work to get mm-hmm. what you want to get, and and they're in your ear constantly. You know, it's just, it's not going to work because some something's going to have to give. You know, and and more than likely you're going to end up falling off. You know. Yeah. Where are my hustlers at in the chat? <laughs> Let me see hands. Let me see hands. Hands up. In the chat, where are my hustlers? Where are my go-getters? Where are my business owners? Especially if you started a business in 2020, in the midst of the craziness, you know what I mean? Put it in the chat. Start a business, to be honest with you. Could be the best time to start a business, you know? When everybody else is, is, I mean, a lot of money, what people don't realize that a lot of money has been made in 2020. A lot of money has been made in, in 2020. You know, you just yeah. got to figure out where the money, where the money's being made and then position yourself right there. You know, mm. in 2020, um, Jeff Bezos became the first person worth 200 billion. You know, a, a, a lot of money has been made. I can't even say that, like, my money really fell off in 2020, you know, because I make sure that I position myself in the places where I'm going to always continue to make money. You yeah. Know? Matter of fact, me and my um, brother are working on a program right now to help people um make money and you know he came up with this term this 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 concept of that there's a new economy that's forming and mm-hmm. um and he brought me in to help him expound on that idea you know and <clears throat> and he's he's 100% correct it, there's a new and there's a new way to make money and if we're not learning how to make we're going to get left we're going to get we're going to get left by the wayside i believe that you know there's so many things that people don't even like one of the things for one of my businesses, I go to China at least once or twice a year, or at least before Corona. And, yeah, before Corona. <laughs> yeah, before corona. And, 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 and like in China, they have stores where you can walk into the store, pick up whatever you want and just leave the store. And they, the store knows what you picked up, how much it costs and they charge your account. You don't got to tell nobody like, Oh, I'm getting this. You don't have to go to the register and swipe anything out. You just pick up what you want and they have the technology to know. And they actually have it here. Amazon has like two or three of those stores that they're testing here, I think in the Seattle area. So there's going to come a time where like all the people that work at grocery stores, it's going to be no more because they're going to have machines that stock the the, the stores. Then they're not even going to need, um, they're not even going to need People at the at the store at the register, anything like that, you know. McDonald's and Burger King, it's the same thing, you know. They they kind of almost have it now. Like in China, you don't go up. They it's it's not all the way there yet, and I think that they have the technology to do it. They just don't want to scare the people. But you go up to a machine and place your order, and then you go up, and then you and then you collect it at the front. Now they have someone to give it to you in the front, but I know they have the technology to just have the machine give it to you. You know, um, you got uh, self-driving trucks and cars. Mm-hmm. Like my brother just bought a, a, a Tesla 
that drives. You know what I'm saying? He's, he just told me yesterday he's about to download the update to where it can drive on the street or wherever. So he could like send his kids want to go to the mall. He could just program it in the in the car. Let the kids go to the mall. You know, so Uber, Lyft, all that is about to be obsolete. Man, look look at the change. Yeah. Look yeah, at the shift right it, there. I think that it was a few years out, but I think because of Corona, it 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 pushed it back. So like yeah. we all need to be learning some new skills or we're going to be left behind. We're going to be crying, you know? And anyone that thinks that it can't happen, sit back and watch. Hmm. Sit back and watch. Hmm. But don't claim don't don't cry and claim to be a victim when it happens because we're telling you this is this is what's about to happen. They're saying in the chat Oh, they need that car. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I there there's definitely this year has been a shift. It's been a shift of um businesses, it's been a shift of your mind, it's been a shift spiritually. And um, so I went live on Sunday night and i was um saying to, to people that the shift isn't over like we're we are still shifting and we should still be be shifting we should still be learning we should still be trying to look for different opportunities especially less face to face opportunities because i'm seeing like less and less of that is coming man yeah yeah that, i mean there's there's so many um like at this point in time, there's no way, there's absolutely no way that I would, I would, I would ever start a brick and mortar business hmm. right? because I tell people this all the time. See, I live in Atlanta, right? So let's say I, um, I live in West Midtown and I start up a business here, no matter how great my business idea is, I start up a business here and guess what? The only people that are going to come to my business are people that live in West Midtown, yeah. right? Maybe a few people may, may, if I carry some things that they can't find anywhere else, a few people may drive 20 miles, but for the most part, people that live in my area. With the internet, with the advent of this thing called the internet, you mm -hmm. can help people literally all over the world. You know what I'm saying? Like even with this podcast, who knows who will see it? You have people all over the world that, yeah. can, that can see it, that can experience you, you know? And if you were selling a product, even I know you're not selling anything, but if you were selling a product, you could sell a product to somebody in India, in Russia, in China, and wherever, you know? And a lot of us here in the United States, we think that the world um, the world evolves around the United States. We're like the middle of the universe, right? <laughs> but what you realize is like when you start to travel, the best thing that anybody can do is travel to some other countries, you know, especially on the other side of the world. And you'll realize that, you know, United States only accounts for 5% of the world population. That means there's 20 times more, the amount of people that are in the United States, there's 20 times more of those people. And they need goods and services. You know what I'm saying? They need, they need stuff just like everybody else, man. So I, mm -hmm. I need to be trying to service them. You know what I'm saying? As well as just the people in the United States, not just the people in my neighborhood, you know? And once you can bite onto that concept, Man, it's 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 amazing. The amount of money that you can make is is crazy, you know. And the amount of value that you can provide to people is crazy. Mm. Look at that! Like expanding beyond your block, 
beyond your community, right. beyond your country, beyond your continent. There's so much more. There's, there's so much more, man. There's, so, there's people that they, they don't even leave there. I, I, I just met someone. They said they'd never, ever been on an airplane before. This person was like 31 years old. and was like, they've never even been on an airplane before. You know, I don't even know if they've left the state of Georgia before. And it's like, wow, you know, so that person's worldview is centered around their neighborhood, their hood, yeah. you know, what I mean? probably a two, three mile radius. You know, they probably never even been to the other side of town before, hmm. you know, and you got to get out and see like, that's probably one of the, the best things that you can do that will really like help to cause a shift in your mind. And I'm not talking about going on a trip to a resort in Jamaica where you're you staying in the resort. <laughs> you stay in the resort. That don't count. You know what I'm saying? Like that or going on a cruise. Like that don't count. That's for that's just for um, you know, that's just for Instagram. You know what I'm saying? But like to really get out. That's why like I I, I very rarely stay in all inclusive when I travel to countries because I want to get out in the streets. I want to see what's going on in the streets. I've mm -hmm. never been afraid. There's no country I've been to that like that I was afraid to travel around or whatever. And it's not because I'm a gangster, not, but I don't really trouble nobody. So I'm just there. I got my little GPS. I run a car. I've driven in almost every country I've been to, except for China and um and Hong Kong. I, I didn't I didn't drive there because I don't I can't I don't understand the street signs and what. And I, I I probably could, you know, I probably could, but I just have never driven there. But everywhere else I go, man, I. I rent a car and I, I travel from one side of the country to the other and, mm -hmm. and really understand what's going on in that country, you know, and it helps to expand my worldview. So my view of the world is just completely different than most other people's, you know? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I can imagine, man. Um, that's that is one of my goals to go on the other side, you know, to go on the yeah. east side. And experience, you know, Europe, you know, Asia, Africa. Um, I know it. I know it's very, very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that Africa is probably the first place that I'm going to. I plan to go there this year, but because of everything that's going on, you know, yeah. I'm gonna have to hold off a little bit. But I already got my like my Sky Miles points to go. Um, I got, I just checked, I got like 150,000 American, so I got, my Africa trip is paid for already. It's just, I'm just waiting for things to, to play up, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go there for at least a month, you know what I'm saying? And I'm probably going to go to, and maybe even longer than that. As long as I have internet, I can make my money. So it doesn't matter where I'm at. I can travel wherever, you know, last year, I think I was in a hotel or I was gone from my house for at least a hundred to 150 nights last year. But at least a wow. hundred last year, you know, and that's how I live my life. So, so this year has been mentally draining on me because I've literally been home for the last, you know, so <laughs> yeah, since March, you know. But yeah. you know, but I, I take the opportunity. But I've learned so much this year, you know. I've learned what I've learned this year is going to help me to ten x what I made this year, and I made I did good this year, but I'm going to ten x that next year. Mm. So. I'm excited. So you got me thinking like I can teach fitness classes in through Zoom, through the internet in Africa. I can have my my podcasts, you know, like in another continent. Absolutely. <clears throat> when I used to do my um 
my calls, my weekly calls, even when I would travel, the majority of the time, even when I would travel, I would still do my calls live. The only time is like if I went to, when I went to China and Hong Kong, because um, sometimes in like, depending on where in China, you're not, you can't get on Instagram. Um, you can, but it's hard because you, uh, they block it over there, you know? Mm -hmm. But most of the time when I would travel, I would still do my calls live, you know, from uh, from wherever I was. As long as there's internet and in most parts of the world, that you can get access to some good internet. You, yeah. can, you can do what you need to do. But yeah, you could absolutely teach your, um, you could teach your, you could teach your over Zoom. You could do, then you could even take it to the next level because then you could do like exotic workouts. So like exotic boot camps where let's say you're in Africa or whatever, and then you have people come out or you're in um, Thailand or something like that. And then you can charge people a lot of money, a couple thousand dollars to come out there for a week. And then you do some exotic training. People are always looking for an excuse to go somewhere and they will pay. They will pay. There's masterminds that I've gone to and I've been in where people, you know, like it'd be three or four days in some exotic place and they charge like $10,000 and people pay it. People pay it. People be, people be ready to go. So there's a lot, there's nothing you can't do. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, yeah. and yeah, I mean, you just, sometimes you have to look beyond your field. You know what I'm saying? Like too many people, they look at, well, no one's done that in my field. Well, that's only because nobody has done that in your field. You know, just because it hasn't been done doesn't mean it can't be done. It just means it hasn't been done yet. So yeah. one of the things that helped me out is that I look across all fields to see what's done and to see what I can take from over here and bring it over to where I'm at, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of times people will make a lot of money is because you you, you got to be able to to see beyond what's just being done right now in your field. It's only it's only hasn't been done because it just hasn't been done. It hasn't been done until it's done. And once it's you know, and then it's like, oh wow, he's a genius. No, he's not really a genius. He just looked over there and saw they would. That's how they got down over there and brought that party over to where he was at. Hmm. Hmm. And you know, many times people feel like. Markets are saturated, like, well, everybody's an artist. Everybody has a podcast. Everybody's a speaker. Everybody. Yeah, but guess what? Everybody isn't you. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, um, and everybody doesn't work hard. You know, one of the things that, that, that prevented me from a long time from speaking was I just felt like, man, you know, you got Tony Robbins. You got Les Brown. You got all these different really good speakers. It's like, why would anybody want to hear from me? You know? And then it wasn't until I realized that, you know what? People, people don't, they might not resonate with a Tony Robbins. You see what I'm saying? Because Tony Robbins might not be able to empathize with them. Or maybe they don't feel that Tony Robbins does. They might not resonate with a Les Brown because he's a little bit older. You know what I mean? But everybody has their own audience. Everybody, like, you're going to be able to resonate with a whole bunch more people, a whole different set of people than I would, than anybody else would, yeah. you know? So, I mean, I don't look at like markets as being flooded or, you know, only times like, like I'm not gonna do something that everybody else is doing. Like, you know, so if I look on my timeline and I see, and I'm not trying to call out any industries, but like now I see everybody talking about Forex. 
like I, I ain't doing that. You know, um, generally I'll go when everybody's going right, I'll generally go left, but I won't automatically go left. I'm still going to look right. I just got into an argument with a buddy of mine. Um, what were we? I don't even remember what we were arguing about. But I was like, yo, you know what your problem is? Because what I've real, I've learned so much from people during this pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. You see online a whole lot more. And you see people, and you really get an opportunity to see who people really, really are. And um, what I realized is that there's some people that's just going to do what everybody else does, everybody in their circle does, right? And then you have some people that if everybody's going right, they're going to automatically go left, right? Even if left isn't the right way to go. And, and that's what I was telling one of my friends. I was like, yo, you know what you, and he was trying to call me out. He's like, yo, used to be like, I was like, no. Nah. I said, listen, most times when everybody's going right, that's generally the wrong direction to go. I'm not going to automatically going to go there. I'm going to look left. But if, but just because I decide to go right, and everybody else is going right, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm a follower of everybody else. Because maybe they, they have a reason for going right and their reason is the wrong reason. But they but they just happen to be going in the right direction because there's only two ways that you can go. You mm -hmm. see, them, sometimes I'm gonna go along the path that everybody else is going, but I might not have the same reasoning for why I'm gonna go. But I'm not just gonna go opposite just because everybody else is, because everyone's going that way. Right, I'm gonna go right. the right path for me. Regardless of whether no one's going down that path or everybody's going down that path, I have my reasoning for going down that path, and I'm not I'm not going to allow the masses to make me go away or the masses to make me not go away. I'm always going to pick what I feel is the right way for me to go and go down that path, regardless of whoever's going down there. Mm. Mm, yeah. And I think that I think a lot of people, most people fall into one of those two categories. They're either going to do what everybody does or or the ones that consider them to be a little bit smarter. And they're like, I'm too smart to do what everybody else does. So I'm going to go down this way. But suppose that way the road is out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like suppose hmm. that, that, that that way. But, but you want to you want to feel that you're so much smarter than everybody else. And you're, so you're going to go the opposite way. But suppose the road is out. Suppose that is the wrong way to go. Why go down that road? Just to be, just to say that you're different. I don't need that. I just need to go the right way to get to where I need to go to. However, mm -hmm. that is, however crowded or uncrowded that road is, that's the way that I'm going. The the, the, the path that gets me to my destination the fastest. Hmm. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. One hundred percent in the chats. Yeah, man. I feel that. I feel that we. Um, certain times we talk ourselves out of taking that step out of taking that risk and we have all these what ifs in our head and you just gotta do it yeah you, no you have to do it i think that that's the biggest thing that stops most people is that they sit there and um they sit there and they they think about everything that could go wrong you know instead of focusing on what could go right you know, and they taught themselves out of all, all these things. And again, going back to something that I said earlier um, uh, when we first got on, I don't want when I become 80 years old to sit back and be like, damn, I should have did this. Mm -hmm. Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? Why didn't I, you know, why, you know, why didn't I live the life that I wanted to live? Because guess what? You don't get a second opportunity. No. 
You can't, you can't at 80 years old, you can't say, oh, you know what? I want to reset. Let me go back to when I was 20. You can't. It's, it, that time is done. And you'll never, ever be able to buy that time back again. You'll never be able to get that, that time back again. So why not take a risk? Why not take a chance? And that's one thing. If, if, if you know, if I had to, I don't, you know, it's funny because, you know, you asked me to give you like two accomplishments that I did. And, and I told you, it's so hard for me to come up with just two, not because I've just done so many things, but I just don't even look on accomplishments like that. I just look like, yeah, that's something I did. And it's move on, move on. I don't, I don't stay hung up on anything that I've done. But, you know, the one thing that I will pat myself on the back for is that I'm not afraid to take risks. Now, I don't just go out there. I think there's a difference between people that just that they'll just try anything and they don't they don't assess the risk. I assess whatever it is that I'm doing. But once I make up my mind that this is what I'm going to do, I'm not afraid because I know that eventually be successful in anything that I'm doing. It might not be the exact picture of what I'm doing. Maybe it's, it's, you know, I'll have to pivot a little bit, but I know that I'll figure it out and I'm not afraid to take, to take risks because I don't want to be that person that's just stuck, you know, and it just lives life. And it's that five, because a year, because look how fast, even with Corona, look how fast this year went by. Yeah. Look how fast this year went by. Yeah. And, 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 and then, and then, you know, look at how fast, like, like, look at how, you know, 2015 wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. And how many people that you know let five years pass by and they haven't done anything? I never want to be that person. Mm-mm. When it's when I ever become that person, I'm gonna go and bungee jump with a false <laughs> cord. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, it doesn't no, it doesn't make sense for me to even be on this, on this, um, on this planet at, at that point in time. Cause this really takes oxygen. I'm wasting space. Yeah. You said a word that the last two or three guests said, and that's very interesting. You said pivot. Yeah. I feel like that's the theme for this year, man. So many guests that I've had on this, this podcast has said that word that, especially in in 2020, that that you have to learn how to pivot. Yeah. You got to learn how to pivot. You got to learn how to stop and just... Yeah, because if not, then you'll get you'll get stuck. You know, um, you you'll get stuck. It's like, it's like thinking that you're gonna go. You want to go from Miami to L.A., and you think that'd be a straight line, right? And once you you you're traveling on that, or let's say you're on I-10, right, and you're going from Jacksonville to L.A. because 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 um, you can take I-10 straight to L.A., and you're thinking that. It's just going to be a straight drive. There's not going to be, and, and you're going to get to your destination. But then you realize that maybe in like Mobile, Alabama, something happened on the highway and you got to get off the highway and travel the city route for a little bit and then catch back up and then get back on the highway as you get closer to wherever, you know, New Orleans or, or something like that. And that's what life is about. But what happens to most people, they think there's going to be this straight route and then what? And then and then now, they have to get off the highway, and then they're stuck because they're like, "Oh, I didn't plan to get off the highway. What? Yeah. what my, uh, uh, you know what? I'm gonna turn back. I'm going back to Florida, and they, and they end up getting stuck. You know what I'm saying? And and that's why most people never ever get to where it is that they want to get to 
You know, it's nothing wrong with having your mind made up that you're going to do this. But at some point in time, you got to realize that because, you know, six months ago, if you would have asked me, would I be doing what I'm doing now? Like six months ago, absolutely not. Like I, I was learning some Internet stuff and I, and I told myself. I'm going to focus on doing uh, 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 learning a particular skill and really making as much money as I can from that skill. And I invested a lot of money to learn from the the best two guys that are three guys that are like the best or one of the best in the world at it. These guys make over a hundred grand a day, right? At, at, at the skill. And I paid them a lot of money to learn directly from them. And I remember even my brother coming to me and, 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 and we would talk and whatnot. And I was just like, and, and he was trying to decide if he wanted to get back into what he was doing. And uh, cause he had taken some time off a much needed break that he needed to have. And I remember like, yo, I'm not, I'm not working with anybody. I had people offer me a lot of money, you know, like just uh, upfront money, like, you know, uh, five figure money to come in and work and a piece of the back end. So a lot of money. Right. And I turned everybody down. I wasn't interested. I really wasn't interested in working with anybody, you know. But then I think at the beginning of this month, the end of last month, beginning of this month, I realized that I needed to make a pivot, you know. Mm -hmm. and that's how I ended up deciding to, to team up with my brother and to work on this particular project, you know. And, 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 and now I know that, that that's the best decision for me to make, you know, because the chemistry that we have, we just work. So we complement each other so well. We work. So we're complete opposites. I was just about to say that you guys are opposite. We're complete opposites in everything In everything. We're complete opposites, but we have such a respect for like, so generally opposites don't never work well together, you know, but when you have a respect, when you have a respect for what that other person does, and that other person has a respect for what you do. They let you be you, and then and then you allow them to be them, and then they and that's how they end up complementing each other, you know. Mm -hmm. So you know, I had to make a pivot, you know, but it's gonna it's gonna work out for the best, you know. So life is all about pivots. Sometimes you got to get on. You think that going down one road, that's it, and and maybe that is, but most times it's not. You got to get off that highway. You got to travel the city route for a little bit. Yeah. You know, you got you got to travel that city route and then catch back up on the highway, and that's yeah. what life is about. You know, and you can't be afraid of that because what do you have to lose? What you know, you know, and that's what I tell people all the time. It's like, what do you have to lose? Hmm. Like, if I mean, if you're happy with your life, then continue doing it. But most people aren't happy. So if you aren't happy, what do you have to lose? Hmm. You've got nothing to lose. Hmm. What some people laugh at you or talk about you because because you didn't be, you you want anybody that laughs at you because you weren't successful at something they're a straight loser anyway because anybody that has had success in anything knows that you're gonna fail a bunch of times and you're gonna go through a, a bunch of hardships so they would never ever laugh at somebody right you know what I'm saying that so the people that laugh at you are the people that and didn't do nothing why would you care what they think anyway. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And truly to be successful, man, um, if you have that local mindset, people on your block, if you are the most successful person on your block, you're going to have that one hater, right? 
and then you expand to your area and you have a few more haters. As you get more successful, more and more people are gonna judge you, are gonna hate on you. Like, that's just what it is. You can't let that stop you. You can't let that hold you back. A lot of times those people who are judging you, it's just because they can't see themselves going up, going forward. There will always be somebody that has never done it that wants to tell you how it's done. Hmm. And I'd be like, bro, if you if you got it figured out, why you ain't do it? Why you ain't do it? Well, you see, uh, uh, why you ain't do it? Just, th just tell me that. Why you, you know, to be honest with you, I don't really experience that much. I, I know a lot of people do it because I just cut my, I, I, I prune my circle. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I don't really have a lot of people tell me that I can or can't do, that I can't do something. You know, because everybody's just used to me. Like once I make up my mind to do it, I that, that, so sometimes I can't even ask my circle whether or not it's a good because they just are, they just gonna say yes because nobody talks me out of anything anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, so I never even like I was telling I've only I've only told my mom this and my brother, but you know one of my businesses made a half a million dollars this year, and I was like, and it's still doing good. It's still doing really good. And I was like, eh, I think I'm going to walk away from that business next year. Hmm. And anybody else would be like, how the hell are you going to walk away from a half a million dollar a year business? That, and, and mind you, it's an easy, like, I probably spend two or three hours a week, I mean, a month doing this business. Wow. You know? Um, and so it would sound crazy to most people, because most people will never ever, it, it'll take most people 10 years to make that money. And, and I make that money effortlessly. But then there's some other stuff that go with it and some other risks that at this point in time, I don't necessarily feel comfortable with. And those resources that I'm using for that business, I can turn around and, and put them somewhere else and maybe make 5 million, 10 times that money next year. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you just, you know, you, you have to just trust your instinct. You can't get into what other people say, especially people like if you've never done it, I don't, I don't, I have, I have no interest in hearing anything that you have to say about the subject. Hmm. If you've never made chocolate cake before, what can you tell me about making chocolate cake? Absolutely nothing. Hmm. And I don't, I just don't listen to those people. And I don't really care about what they say or whatever. I don't get caught up in, you know, I just do my thing. And a lot of people say that and they post these memes online, but oh, tune out with other, but they they do really, like, I really don't, if you talk to anybody that knows me, they'll tell you, he really don't be caring about what other people, he, he's going to do what he's going to do. Hmm. I've always, even when I was broke, I was like that. Hmm. I trust me over anybody else. <laughs> if I can't trust me, then you know so well see on chess yeah yeah mm -hmm. i love that and l l look at this man we we just scratched the surface and it's already an hour we just barely barely scratched the surface um i'm gonna ask you one more question and then we can wrap it up um and i want to give the people um wanting more more of coach mark all right so um, final question will be, I think I know the answer to this, but we'll see. Uh, 
what has been the craziest, wildest <laughs> uh, business? <laughs> He's like, oh, um, that you have been a part of. The craziest, wildest business? Yeah. Yeah, like rich one. <laughs> so, um, back in back in two thousand one, <laughs> um, I had just started my graphic and design company, so I was starting to make, um, I was starting to make some money, you know, and I'd never had money. I never had the type of money that I was starting to make. And um, I was looking to get into some other things. And I would work late at night. So while I was up, and a lot of people don't know this, because um, I don't talk about this a whole lot, but I'm an open books, you know. But anyway, so I would be up late at night and watch, you know, I'd have the TV on because I'm working. And I would always see these Girls Gone Wild videos. And I would. So, you know, you see these videos and they would always be on like MTV and um and and whatnot. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, these guys gotta be making a lot of money. You know, they gotta be making a lot of money because they're doing these videos, and I'm sure people are buying them all over the world and whatnot, you know. And you kept seeing the videos the, the commercials all the time. So you figure that they're not gonna um they're not gonna be doing these these commercials if they aren't making a lot of money. So I came with the idea like, man, I'm gonna do my own version. But instead, like they were going to like Mardi Gras and Mex Cancun and places like that. I'm like, I'm gonna go to the hood places like <laughs> Daytona Beach weekend. Uh, I think Freaknik was over, but I would have went to Freaknik. There, there was Black Bike Weekend in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. There was Texas Beach Party. like. The young people nowadays, they'll never ever experience those things. But we had those things back in the 90s and the early 2000s, where it's like hundreds of thousands of people, just a big ass party, you know? Mm. And I was like, man, you know what? We're going to go to these events and just film all the wild, crazy stuff that's happening for people that can't go to them, that people mm -hmm. that might live in. California, that they can't come to Florida to go to Daytona Beach weekend and see all the beautiful women and men or whatever they're into wilding out and having a good time on the strip. Yeah. So I was like, so I came up with this idea that I'm going to start my own version of that. And I, I never forget, I had two homeboys, one that, 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 cause I knew, I didn't know anything about filming cameras or anything like that, video cameras. And um, so I had one homeboy that had, a video he had a video camera um he he made tv shows and stuff so he had all the camera equipment he knew how to do the editing and then i had another homeboy that he had a bunch of let's just say he had a bunch of beautiful women that he could bring with us to kind of lively up the party a little bit right okay to um because if it looks like where you're at is popping then people are gonna come towards you. If it's right. just two dudes walking down the street with a camera, nobody's nobody's interested. Nobody's gonna get wild for your camera or whatever. So you want to kind of 
bring your own entertainment to the party. And now you look, you know. So we set this plan, and I had the money at that time. I, I I didn't have I didn't have like a gang of money, but I had some money. I you know I, my business was making some money. I was probably making like two three hundred thousand a year at that time, you know, maybe a hundred two hundred thousand. I, I was making some money, so I had a couple of dollars in my pocket at that time. And um, so we had planned to go to Myrtle Beach for Bike Weekend in May two thousand one, and um. That's the plan and everything. The day before we're supposed to go, I'm calling up my dude. And he's like, I'm calling up the cameraman. Cameraman not answering the phone. I call up my dude. I'm like, yo, call up the cameraman, the guy that was supposed to bring the girls and stuff. He calling the cam cameraman not answering. I'm like, damn, what are we going to do? Then the morning we're supposed to leave, my guy that had the guy, he's like, yo, I can't come again. I'm like, man, y'all are killing me. You know, I don't have no no girls or nothing coming with us. I have no cameraman. It's just me. And I'll never forget that morning, I drove over to Circuit City, because at that time we still had Circuit City. This was 2001. I went to Circuit City, went and found me a camera, a Sony camera, paid $1,000 for it. This paid it. And I was like, man, I'm going. I'm going. I'm still going anywhere. I don't know what I'm going to do. Hmm. At that time, I don't even think I ever used a video camera before like that. But I was like, I'm going. You know, I already booked my hotel. I'm going. So me and my homeboy rented a car. Me and my homeboy drove down there. And we just had a good time. And we just had the camera and we would go, like, there would be stages, people wilding out. We would just film everybody, film everything, walk down the, the set, and we would, I don't remember what we were telling people. Like, we were MTV. I don't remember what. We were telling people, man. And we just filmed. And we came back. And uh, and I paid for everything. We came back. I didn't know anything about video editing. I went to the computer store, bought, like, a Mac laptop. And back then, that, they were, like, three, $4,000. Nobody, nobody you knew had one. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody you knew had one. People didn't even have computers like that back then. But I went to the store, I bought like the most expensive laptop, brought it back, and I had a team that was working with me doing the graphic design. And we just learned how to do video editing. And, and there was no YouTube, there was nothing. You just had to figure it out, you know? And mm -hmm. we and and then we edited it up, sent it out to the DVD plant, and and then got DVD, like professional DVDs done, not on a burner, like professional done. And and then we started a video production company. And we still, and then, and then we ended up going out to every event for the next two or three years, and we probably sold a total of maybe like fifty thousand units. So we had our own distribution company. We were selling to stores all across the country, and people were buying our stuff all across. And we were distributing it from my office, from my um, home office, you wow. know. And we would package it up, ship it out to them. We would, you know, and and that was a really fun business, man. You know, made made some money, made made a lot of money from it, and um, you know, and I think even more than the money, just going out to all these, because after a while it started to expand. So I would bring a crew of 10, 15 dudes with me. We would all have on our T-shirts. We'd have three, four cameramen, and we would walk down the the the, the strip of Daytona or Mardi Gras, whatever. And we all had on our T-shirt. So we looked like an official film crew. Yeah. And we would wild out, man. And 
and we would have people do the craziest things for cameras, for the cameras, you know, like just wild, crazy stuff. And that was a that was a wild, crazy time of my life. But, uh, yeah. Do you would you happen to have any of those DVDs? Like one? I I may <laughs> I may somewhere. I haven't seen those DVDs. Probably when I was moving offices about six years ago. I know I saw some somewhere. Judge me. I don't care. Yeah, judge me. <laughs> they're wild, man. They're 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 crazy. They're crazy. But I I haven't looked at any of those DVDs in probably 15 years. But I'll see if I have one or two of them, and I'll send it over to you. I'm sure somewhere somewhere I have them. I, I gotta. I just have to find them. Yeah, just some motivation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but you know that was a business that I went into. I took a. It would have been so easy for me to say, you know what, I'm not gonna. I can't go because yeah. um, I can't go because everybody flaked out. But I just made up my mind that I'm doing it, whether I'm by myself or I got the crew with me. I never let somebody else not doing it stop me from doing what I'm gonna do. Boom. Never, ever, 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 ever. And it's so funny because I ended up seeing the cameraman about. Three years ago, I went to Tallahassee to visit my son, and I ended up seeing him while I was down. I hadn't seen him in like 15 years, and uh, since I mean, since that time, it was probably longer than 15 years. And and he, hey, what's up, man? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was all good, man. But that's how that's how I am. I'm I take risks, you know. Like when I went to China, um. Uh, I, I think I told you a story about when, and, and this is the other, this is probably the other thing that was really a cool business. Um, I would, you know, you used to listen to my power and a half hour calls. And I remember talking about, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Phil Knight that started. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, when in the sixties, he, he took it upon himself to go to, to, to Japan to start his company. So I said, you know what? I, I, I was like, I'm telling people to do this everywhere. I need to do the same thing myself. So I went and I um, did a little research. I said, man, I'm going to China. I didn't have an airplane ticket book. I didn't have a hotel book or nothing. I didn't even have a visa to get into the country, but I knew I didn't need one to get into Hong Kong. I just jumped on a plane and went to Hong Kong. When I got to Hong Kong, before I even got a hotel room, I went to the Chinese consulate in Hong Kong and got my visa. If they denied me, I'd have to go back to America. But I, I took that 14-hour flight, and I don't like flying, and I just went on a whim. And it, and it was it's amazing because me taking that trip, and it led to me making you know a few million dollars, uh, over a million dollars over the last two or three years from one of my businesses. You know, mm. so I'm always willing to take risks and you know do what other people may seem is crazy, but it all works out. Oh, look at that, man. Risk taker. Yeah. It does pay off. It does pay off, man. I, I encourage people listening, man. If you've had something on your mind and you've been waiting for that perfect time, you've been procrastinating for that perfect year. It's never going to be a perfect time or year. Never. You just got to you just got to make up your mind that you're going to do it and you're going to stick to it, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. So we are way over time, but guess what? Sometimes we got to break rules. You know, the vibe is strong, so we go. Um, in closing, I do this with all my guests. Um, 
Is there one word or one phrase that you want to leave the audience with? I mean, there's a lot of things I could say, but, um, you know, one of my quotes from my book is, um, life gets better when you get better, you know, and that's one of my favorite quotes. And then the other one is like, why not take, you know, like just, it's not even an official phrase or quote, but, you know, why not? Like, what do you have to lose at the end of the day? Like this, whatever it is that you've been telling yourself that you want to do. And for whatever reason, you've been coming up with all these reasons why you have, like, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? You have Mm -hmm. absolutely nothing to lose, but just realize that it's going to be hard. It's going to be, it's going to be extremely hard. It's kind of probably going to be hard because in order for you to get something that you've never had, you're going to have to work harder than you've ever worked. You know what I'm saying? You can't sit here and say, okay, I'm going to try to start this business, go hard for like two or three weeks. And then after two or three weeks, it doesn't work. Then you give up. You got to be willing to work hard for a year or two years. Like, like I would say, put it in your mind that you're going to go hard and, and, and first understand what hard really is. Hard isn't working out, working your friends that smoke weed every day, that don't do nothing, that just lay back and chill all day. Hard, like, like find the people that work the hardest and then you're going to have to outwork them. Mm. But like, to me, I'll give up a year. You know, I'll sacrifice a year or two years to enjoy the next 10 the way that I want to enjoy it. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So like even when I look back in the 2000s, when I worked extremely hard, when I had my printing company and, and all those relationships that didn't work out because I, I worked so hard. Well, now I get to live life on my own terms. I get to do what I want, buy what I want, you know, not worry about money or anything. I just get to live life on my own terms. But I paid that price back then. Yeah. You know, and now I'm about to get back in and work really hard with my brother and and another project that I'm working on so that after this, after, you know, after we do a good year, two year run. I could I can enjoy the next 10 or 20 years on my time. Boom. Boom. Man, there you have it. I, I really truly hope you all took some notes. And if you did if you didn't, if you were cooking while listening, or if you were watching TV while listening, or if you were playing with your children or doing whatever you're doing, um this will be safe. You can go back and watch the replay, all right, on Facebook and on Instagram. And then tomorrow, the audio will be on those streaming platforms, right? On Pocket Cast, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify. So you can check out the audio tomorrow on your way to work or while you're taking an hour shower, whatever you do. Right. But man, it was so much information, so much fun stories, wild stories, just just real, real life things, man, that um, for me was truly a inspiration. You gave me more reasons to continue to be a risk taker, more reasons to continue to be a business owner and get multiple streams of income and just keep going and taking these risks, man, do it all. So I'm Sure, if if you've helped me, you've helped so many others. See, we got them in the chat taking notes, taking notes. Yes, no judging here. 
Thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, let us give our, our guests a, a round of applause, man. Thank you so much, uh, Coach Mark, you know, for your time, for your expertise, for your for your wisdom, for your transparency, you know, especially with a, with a rare year like, like 2020 and many people felt like they gave up or I, I've, I've been seeing this a lot on social media where it says, um, yes, like everybody's, you know, creating new businesses and everyone's doing good. But for some people, they're just satisfied with getting through the year, you know, which we're just able to live through the year. And I, I get that to a point because, yes, some people have lost loved ones, you know, to, to COVID. And some people have really gone through the storm. Um, but the way how I view life, man, is like there is no quit in me. So, through, you know, like the the dark valleys and the challenges and the obstacles and I may get down for a little bit, but I get right back up. Like this is not the end. Right. This is not the end. This is this is just a shift. And um I've been able to shift in my own self. Um six months ago, I didn't have no there was no Blaze Lion podcast. Right. You right. know? And I'm just starting with this. So, you know, who knows where this could go six right. months from now? Right. You know what I mean? Like one year from now. Right, right, right. Absolutely. So, man, yes. Yeah. So I really encourage you all, man. Keep going. Keep keep grinding. Surround yourself with like-minded people. If your circle of friends are always talking you out of taking risks. They're always judging you. They're always laughing at your failures. Maybe time to readjust who your circle is. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. Um, me and my brother were talking about that yesterday and um, I was writing a sales page for him and I was writing about that late last night, you know? And that's one of the things that we're working on is developing a community of like-minded people, people that will encourage and motivate you because you know, there's so many people that they don't, they're not around people that are inspiring to them, you know? And I, at one point in time, maybe I, I experienced that, but I haven't experienced that in a long time. Because like I said, I cut off a lot of those type of people. Right. I just distanced myself from them. So everyone, even if they're negative, they, do, they don't be negative around me. Because hmm. I'll be like, hey, hold up. I'm going to call you right back. <laughs> still waiting for my call, you know? So. Yeah, but it but it is it's the you know there's a there's a quote that says environment is stronger than willpower, mm. and that's a quote that I heard maybe about eight or nine years ago, and that quote always stuck with me, and it's such a powerful quote because no matter how strong you think your willpower is, your environment will always beat it out. So if the if the people you surround yourself, which is your environment, is negative, no matter how positive you are. It's gonna turn your positive into being negative. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's one of the best things you could do is, is get yourself around people that really want to win, that aren't just talking about it, that really want to win, and that really want to see you win, and and let them encourage and motivate you. You know. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I 
talk to be often you know it's about goals and and thoughts uh like you and i talk you know often yeah. you know what i mean just about life um and i i take pride in you know my my circle um as of recent the past couple of years there really hasn't been many people within my weekly or daily circle that has judged me they've more so yo that's a great act. like go for it do it you know what i mean anybody who i meet you know anybody who i hang around and they start laughing at i'll get out put them through a little bit of a test sometimes and i'll say like a little bit of a goal or a dream and just kind of see the reaction and if and if i see that they're ready like uh that probably won't work and i'm just like that wasn't even like the full plan and you already got doubts and you're ready to like all right right yeah, straight no, nah, that's that's weak. You know, um, I, I don't like when like so I had a young a young guy come up to me that my brother met and he wanted to come in and do some work with us. And my brother kind of wanted me to vet him out because the type of work that he wanted to do, he wanted to see, you know. So the guy sent me over his stuff. And um, honestly, his stuff was garbage. And he thought that it was really good, you know, and it was a night that I was up late, man. And and. We were supposed to talk and he wanted me to look at this 10 minute video that he did. And what I did was, so I looked at it and um, cause we were supposed to talk the next day. And, and honestly it was garbage. It, it just, it wasn't good, you know? And what I did was I told him that it wasn't good but I made a video. So I made a video, a, a video on my screen where I broke down his video and I told them everything that I thought was wrong. So like when people, so it's sometimes you will have people tell you, hey, that might not be, but don't tell me it's not a good idea. And then, and then, and, and, but not tell me, don't, and then not tell me how I can make it a good idea or how I can figure it. So I never, ever try to crush anyone's dreams. What I will do is that if you're doing something, if you're going in a direction that I know for a fact is wrong, because sometimes I'll be like, yo, to be honest with you, I don't know. The only way that you'll know is just to try. So go ahead and try, you know. But if 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 you if if I know that what you're doing just isn't it, then I, before if I tell you that that ain't it, I'm gonna sit down and really work with you and say this is probably how you want to try to do it. You know what I'm saying? So don't you know if people? So that's not, so I say all of that to say that that. It's okay for people sometimes to say that that and 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 only listen to people that have been successful. Like right. you have your uncle that has never made any money tell you that that business that you're gonna do can't make no money. Hmm. I'd be like, bro, where's your money? Where where what have you done? You know what I'm saying? What have you done? I will ne I will never allow someone that hasn't accomplished something to tell me how something is done. So never ever ever allow anyone that 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 um that hasn't done something tell you how to do it, or you could tell me it's how how to not do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. Coach Mark, they're saying already in the chat, part two, part two. 
This is gonna I, be. I ain't, even, I ain't even get warm yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, get warm yet. It's a lot of you know. I've had a lot of experiences over the years, and it, and I probably spend the majority of my time learning and studying. You know, I'm always learning and studying or reading something. If you come to my house, I literally have thousands of books at my house, and then that's don't even include the thousands of books that's on my iPad. So I just read a lot and learn a lot. So that's that's what helps me to be able to share a lot with others. Mm. Mm. Yes. For uh, for our audience, if anyone wants to get in contact with you, there's a mosquito, sorry. <laughs> if anyone wants to get in contact with you, um, how can they reach you? Um, just send me a message on Instagram on, on my, um, in my, uh, my messages, my DM. Um, it's Coach Mark Speaks. That's probably the best way, you know. I, I don't really post a whole lot on Facebook and Instagram right now. Every once in a while, if something moves me, I might say something. But right. for the most part, I don't really post a whole lot because um, I'm really just focused on what I'm doing right now, you know. But that's how they can um, they can reach me. Coach Mark speaks. Bro. Coach Mark speaks on Instagram. Yeah, that's probably the best way, you know. I'll definitely see that. And then, and then, um, can I say one last thing? Of course. Yeah. So, um, I if you guys liked what I said tonight, I'm going to one up you. I got something that's even better than 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 what I said. Um, a few weeks ago, my younger brother did a show on here on this podcast. Go back and listen to that because he's probably even better than me. You know, and he and he and he lit it up. And next week, my other younger brother, the middle brother, he's doing a show, and I already know he's gonna tear it up. You know, so if you guys like what I had to say, you're gonna love both of my brothers. They are the one he did it. What was it about a month ago? Brandon did it November tenth or something like that. I think. Okay, yeah, a little bit over a month ago. Definitely go back and watch that episode because yeah. every time i hear him speak he just he just amazes me you know he's like i, I you know I, I i see him sometimes and and like i, I almost feel like he's my son because i kind of raised him a little bit when he i'm the one that changed his pampers and all that stuff or whatever but he's like my son okay. that, that he went off on his own and did what i can't even take credit for what he's done he he, he did whatever he did and he just amazes me at how um, how how brilliant he is. You know, I did a, a, a Greg, the middle brother, had a um, had a, a seminar over the summer and had both of us speak on there. And um, and man, I just I'd never heard him really speak before. You know, and I was like, boy, he was just really dropping them jewels. You know, I learned so much from him. And then of course, Greg is. I mean, you know, Greg is just Greg has helped thousands of people. Greg is Greg is amazing. You know, mm -hmm. Greg is amazing too. So I mean, I'm just so I'm so proud of um both of my brothers, you know. And even, although I'm the oldest, I don't look at it as I'm the oldest, you know, like, oh, I'm the older brother. Y'all gotta listen to me. Mm -hmm. I learned so much. I learned just as much from them as they learned from me, you know, mm -hmm. if not more. So I, I challenge y'all to go and find the, the episode Brandon did a few weeks ago and then make sure that you listen next week for Greg's pocket because he's gonna he's gonna drop jewels, you know. 
And we've all had so many completely different experiences. So the jewels that we drop are just completely different, but all still cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I am privileged. I am blessed to have all three brothers, all three successful Todd's on my pod. So like he said, check out the first unofficial episode from the Blazer Line podcast. All right. That was back in the beginning of November. All right. Watch this replay right here. All right. With Coach Mark. And the audio will be on streaming platforms tomorrow. And then next Tuesday, I will have the middle brother, Greg, who we already know is going to light it up. So yeah. this end of the year, November, December, lots of jewels, lots of gems. Yeah. Um, also giving a shout out to January. January will be extra special. All right. January will be extra special because all of my guests in January will be ladies. All right. December was the men. All right. All the powerful men. January will be my ladies representing. All right. So you don't want to miss it. All right. With that said, Coach Mark, thank you again to my to my audience, man, to my lions, to my lionesses. Thank you for rocking with me, for being so loyal and for just being ready to change. And as you guys change. You all change the world and just seeing you guys elevate, seeing you guys shift, seeing you guys grow is humbling. And that that changes me as well. Right. I've helped you all. And in return, you all have helped me. So I appreciate each and every one of you, whether you've been rocking with me for months, years or you are brand new and you don't even know who I am. But you just found yourself on this podcast like, oh. You know, hopefully um, there, there, there is a lot more in store. So I don't want to ramble too much and do a long ass closing. <laughs> so this was the Blaze the Lion podcast. Again, your host, Blaze, Blaze the Lion. Coach Mark again, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Three times. 10x. My, my pleasure, man. My honor to be on here with you. You know, I, I enjoyed the time. The time just flew by. Right. Know? enjoyed it yeah definitely definitely man love you all peace and blessings bomb